Welcome to the Story Machine 9000, a podcast where we conceptualize movies based on the 48-hour concept. Our movies comprise of four things, a genre, a prop, a line of dialogue, and a location. It's kind of like a duck-billed platypus. You know, it's a mammal, but it lays eggs, but it's got... Is it a mammal? Yes. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah. It's the okay. only mammal, one of two mammals that lays eggs. What's the other one, Dave? I don't recall, but I know there's another one. It's scary. <laughs> we don't talk about that one. <laughs> I think Voldemort lays yeah, eggs. Yeah, it, li- it lives under your stairs, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Joshua Lytle. I am a filmmaker, podcaster, and storyteller. I'm Dave Ailing, voiceover guy, dungeon master, and uh, I am painting a room for my baby. Yay, hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hi, my name is Justin Teal. I make websites by day. I dungeon master at night, and I'm a link main on Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. So I'll see you there. And uh, we have a very special guest on the show today, uh, Alex Getz. Alex, do you want to tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so I'm a wildlife filmmaker. I produce films about just different wildlife topics and uh, conservation topics. So. What's your opinion of the starling? Of the starling? Uh, they're horribly invasive. Um, <laughs> without getting too graphic, uh, they shouldn't be here. We should probably get rid of them all. Mm, mm-hmm. Agree. Let it be known the Story Machine 9000 is anti-Starling. <laughs> Perfect timing, yeah. We're also Team Spider. Yeah. Versus Centipede. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, okay, sure. I'm on I'm, I'm, Apparently that's a new war that's it's been oh, yeah. going Is it really? Oh, oh wow. Because someone was like, yeah, centipedes kill spiders. I'm like, I've already accepted the spiders as my friends. Yeah, I've accepted the spiders as my friends, yes. too. Uh, speaking <laughs> of uh, spider webs, uh, there seems to be a large cobweb surrounding the story machine 9000 we haven't used it for a while oh yeah you know the Oof. fastest way to get rid of spider webs right how no. how's that justin fire Ooh. i think we have a flamethrower just like right behind you dave why don't you go ahead and pick that up oh wow oh yeah it says larry's flamethrower right on it uh wow who saw that coming <laughs> certainly not me all right i'll just uh add some fluid here larry's got the best stuff he really does all right uh Light it up here. Oh my god. Here it goes. Oh. Uh, aim it at the uh, spider web. And... Oh. Oh. oh, that stinks. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> I thought burnt hair smelled bad, but uh, apparently spider webs smell worse. Oh, so so bad. So oh. The machine has been through so much. Uh, but by gum, it started it up. Yeah. <laughs> the weirdest damn thing. Huh. It's amazing. Huh? All right. Looks like the printer's still intact and our criteria is printing out smoke. Okay, our genre is Frontier. Ooh, good. I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption (laughs) 2. Our prop is uh, Skeleton Key. Oh, good. Our line is, I put it in a memo. All right, and, oh shit. (laughs) Our location is the moon. (laughs) (laughs) The final frontier. (laughs) Whatever you said about Red Dead Redemption, just throw it out the fucking window. (laughs) Have you been playing Doom instead? Yeah, I was going to say, this is, uh, it really kind of, the moon, huh? The moon. What is the Star Trek thing like? The final frontier. Space. The final frontier. These are the stories of Starship Enterprise. Starship Enterprise. We know exactly what we're talking about. We do. (laughs) So... As always, we kind of go around the table really quickly and we just kind of wrap a little bit about what are some of the hallmarks or what are the, some of the things that come to mind when you think about frontier flicks? I and, don't exactly know what that means. I'll be honest. Like, usually I'm like spot on with the stuff. 
as far as like knowing what the things are, yeah, no clue on this one. I would say my the thing that immediately comes to mind is uh, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I was just about to say, yeah, it's like that's like the only thing that's coming to mind right now, yeah, for better or worse. I mean, it's frontier in the way that like it's old west. That's <laughs> okay. Okay, this has frontier stories in the beginning. That's very true. <laughs> I can't argue with that. That's true. And you know what? Perhaps our setting is the American West, the frontier, by and large, and could go into the moon. Okay. I feel like it's like could a be. Cowboys versus Aliens movie. Could be. All right. I mean, that's what Star Wars is. What, a Western in space? Yeah. Is how it's yeah. sold, right? Uh, I suppose so, yeah. So frontier, though, I mean, also like... Um, yeah, there's something like even to go to another Coen Brothers uh, movie, the uh, like No Country for Old Men. Um, something about the the sense of space in there. The uh, like you have this sense of being solo, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. Like your frontier says, like you are out there battling elements and other, you know, humans. Yeah, I think I think I hear what you're saying. Like, in other words, like frontier is sort of synonymous with wilderness, right? Like Correct. It's, it's unexplored territory. Unexplored territory. So, if if we wanted to truly bend the rules a little bit, we could sort of explore different. The moon is a pretty good one, actually, but just good. different different Nothing areas. More barren. Yeah, yeah. We haven't really decided like yeah. what time too. So like it could be the moon. Like, True. I already for, feel like the like title 3, of our movie is "Some People Call Me the Space Cowboy." <laughs> right. Um, sure. Um, but, but to that fact, there like, a movie called space cowboys. With, is there uh, really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> with, uh, this is some people call me the space cowboy. <laughs> like uh, Tommy Lee Jones is in it. And really, I don't know. Am I, am I just, I always hate going on the record about shit that I don't know. <laughs> he sounded so confident. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe sort of kind of, yeah. Uh, so, so it sounds like we're kind of at our first crossroads, right? So do we want maybe in addition to our, our existing criteria, do we want to give ourselves just one more thing just to kind of help push us in a direction as it relates to the setting, right? Maybe it's something to do with the prop or the line of dialogue. I mean, skeleton key is, I don't know, it's probably pretty universal because it could even be like a piece of code or uh, something. I don't know. Right. You could call anything kind of the skeleton yeah. key. It's like the thing that opens everything, yeah. right, basically. I feel like this is like, did you guys all see First Man? It just like describes the race to the moon. Yeah. I feel like it's almost too easy to go that route with this, with all these things. But it almost yeah. feels like this is just first, first man. Yeah. I, I, my brain is going like, yeah, that we, like we should avoid that too. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's too easy. I don't know. There's like this thing in sci-fi where it's like this person's rocket like crash lands, and they're like all alone, and they like stumble around and find things, but like. Usually they're like at least semi-prepared. For some reason, I want a cowboy to accidentally like discover a rocket and like go to the moon. <laughs> and then act 1, find a rocket. Act 1, find a rocket. <laughs> but um, I don't know, but 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 again, I mean, at, at risk of thrusting things, uh no rocket pun intended, like uh, you know, too, too much towards the direction. Uh that's where initially where my mind went. The other thing I was thinking too, and I don't know how, like how it goes with actual frontier, but like the way to combine things would be like, are they shooting like the moon landing? Like, so it's like the moon landing in this universe was fake, and they like stumble upon it out and like they're filming it out in like the west or whatever. Yeah. But I don't think that really goes with cowboy per yeah. se or like western. But 
So this is kind of like an untraditional way of, of getting there. So historically, we, we kind of talk about our setting and then we I dive know. immediately into characters. We mucked it all up. But I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of hung up on the skeleton key because it's such a powerful prop because, you know, a key, it's a key, right? Like in, in other words, like normally that's the kind of thing that people are looking for. So we already have our kind of like our MacGuffin, our thing that that somebody wants, right? Maybe. Yes. Well, or they don't know that they want it. Yeah. So... For some reason, I imagine like you know, there's a there's a cowboy uh, out on the range with his uh, let's say it's a, uh, a rolling uh, flintlock, uh, you know, long range rifle like you would get after you've uh, ascended a couple levels in Red Dead Redemption. <clears throat> but um, anyway, uh, out there scouting, looking for game when there's like a glint in the the red dust of the planes and uh, we discover that it's like a skeleton key like this is a non-dialogue portion of things okay it takes place over a series of like really really long like beautiful shots that like establish like the majesty of the the barrenness of the west um, and he sees this key and he sort of like meanders towards it tells his uh, horse you're alright girl <laughs> uh, and he saunters uh, towards this towards this key well, he discovers it's a key. Okay. I, I have a certain thing in mind. Do you want me to just like pitch it or do you want me to just like go into it? No. I, do you I, like where this is going? I think um, so every once in a while we do this on the show just so people can get it off their chest and then we can veto it. Okay. Um, I will continue to go until yeah, you just I, say no, no I, I, way. I, I go for it. I would, okay. Yeah. Um, he saunters towards it and he looks down and yes, yeah, the key, but he sees like almost like gripping it is like this, this skeletal hand. But it doesn't look human. Okay. Uh, and he's like, oh, and he's like, sort of unburies it a, like a little bit more, and he, it's just like this strange appendage, like attached to this like otherworldly body. Um, and then uh, as he's like bewildered and just like wiping the sweat from his brow, just like looking around, seeing if anybody else sees this, he sees off in the distance like there's this cone sticking out, uh, maybe a hundred yards away. Um, and actually taking a better surveillance of the area, like he can see that like there's almost like, uh, you know, like footprints and crawling marks and things. And he goes over and he discovers, you know, uh, he has his, you know, he takes his trusty shovel and pickaxe off of uh, the horse. Let's uh, let's name her cream cheese. And uh, <laughs> sure. um, takes his shovel and pickaxe off of there and starts going to work over a series of uh, beautiful shots. And uh, he discovers that this is the cone, the, the, the very tip of some sort of a, I don't know, some sort of long tube thing, some sort of a vessel. Okay. Um, the rocket ship. The rocket ship. Yes. And, uh, you know, over a series of days, he goes, or maybe he goes back and, you know, visits a buddy or something, but and tells him about this thing, or, or maybe not, uh, but then eventually discovers that the key, like, opens the door and, you know, kind of, like, excavates mm-hmm. this ship. But he doesn't know a, a darn thing about it. Okay. And that's that. And that's where I'm going to stop. Okay. <laughs> So veto, <clears throat> I don't know. So, I mean, again, what's you know, rubbing you the wrong way? Well, for, for me, at least like it's not necessarily frontier. Yeah. It's just like, it's a guy, right, it's a, a Western, horse. it's a guy on a horse finding mm-hmm. a rocket. So like, I don't know how far into the movie that is. I feel like it's first 10 minutes. Right. Cause it feels like a lot of shots, but sure. Um, yeah, they're beauty shots. I mean, they last about three so, five seconds each but yeah so like so now just like thinking about like there's so we have a, like basically a cowboy with a rocket ship that may or may not do something right may or may not there. do something right and yeah. there's an alien 
A dead one. Yes. Okay. So I'm on board. So just to just to kind of clarify a few things and maybe just do a little bit more like set dressing. Is this the old West? Because I also, as you were um, tripping through it, like I thought, oh man, this could be like Roswell, New Mexico sort of situation. Like it could be, you know. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. Because cowboys yeah. still, you know. They still exist by and large. Right. In certain capacities. And like you were saying earlier, you know, something like No Country for Old Men could be considered a Western frontier sort, oh, absolutely. Of, sort of joint. So oh, yeah. the thing, I think the thing that I'm struggling with is um, specifically the moon as location. I get it. Like the moon may be as like, this may be like moon oh. as destination, but mm. it's not moon as location. And I think one of the things that we, we really try to do is really sort of I mean, our record isn't pristine, right? But, Certainly not. <laughs> I mean, for Joe's God's sake. Falcon, great adventure. Yeah, for God's sake, we like forget the line half the time. <laughs> <laughs> but just in, in an effort to like work everything in in a way that's super deliberate and significant. So are we going to assume this is a moon man? One could assume it's a moon man, but they might be wrong. So like... Let me just throw out a general so, idea. Yeah, Location, yeah. the moon, question mark. <laughs> well, so, so wait, so I had another thought for the moon, but I want to hear Justin's thing. Yeah, okay. I'm not going to describe it near as well as Dave, but like it's the year, you know, 3000. There's a base on the moon and I kind of picture it more because like especially the word memo like makes me think more like computer science or like office and I imagine there's someone, there's a whole like little place up there and whether or not like some guy is out exploring on the moon or... Maybe it's like even like the moon base is like, what's the right word? Like it's been destroyed and they're trying to like fix it. And like maybe there are like some sort of creature up there that's been like attacking it or something like that could be, might be a little bit too more horror but Ooh. Mm. okay. Maybe we can find a bridge between these ideas. Yeah. You're getting into like the thing territory. Right. You're getting into right. the like thing territory, but like what if, um, you know, this, this cowboy's, I don't know, putting this key everywhere. It doesn't seem to like do anything. Like he opens the door. He's like super pumped. As pumped as a cowboy gets, I guess. You know, but like I'm real pumped, I'm real pumped. Uh, and like the horse is like, "Hey, are we going yet?" You know, and he like just waiting pumped. around. <laughs> Calm <laughs> down, cream cheese. That's right. Cream cheese is just like stamping and and you know scraping the ground and stuff. And he's like, "Whoa, girl." Um, but uh, he's just like like it gets dark out. He like he's he's just like I'm gonna do it. He's like he finally like takes out a, a I don't know what cowboys have like a a lighter. I don't know what you're a flashlight. A flashlight, sure. Okay. Um, if, if it's going to be a flashlight, we gotta we gotta commit to it. Okay, it's a flashlight. I mean, that can still be like, well, shit, I don't know how long flashlights have been out, but electricity's been around quite a long time. Right. Longer than plumbing, actually. Yeah. Like, but out. but the modern battery. <laughs> right, but I mean, like, so like 1980s for sure could still have like. Oh yeah, I think you're in the clear for in the 80s. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I definitely <laughs> remember my D cell batteries in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Um, might yeah, the, yeah. Might the whack it a couple times, but right. it'll, it'll turn on. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, it gives a couple two tree whacks, and like uh, the thing pops on, and uh, and he sees like some sort of skeletal key like slot, and he gets excited as cowboys get, and so, he like so what kind of key? It's a skeleton like, key, but he but he but he puts this thing in right, and then it does nothing, and he's like, well, shit, and then he just is like, I guess I'll just go home. <laughs> and so he goes home and fade to wait, black. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Um, but roll credits. But what I'm thinking is, Justin, it activates when it's a full moon. Sure. Then one once it goes, then he can get launched into the you know into the stratosphere and go help 
because he's an expert hunter. Well, he wait. can go help kill the thing that's like plaguing the moon people. Sure. Um, <laughs> wait, are we combining the two? The yes, we're wait, combining wait, the two wait, stories. Wait, speak, speak a little tiny bit. Okay. So it is the, like the year like 3000 and when he turns the key, like it doesn't do anything, but you hear beep, 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 someone there and like then the moon base talks to him. Yes. Okay, that's good. Oh. And it's been, like, I'm digging it. People have been up there for like. Well, he just notices that it's like a full moon now. Sure. And that's why I still don't know why the full <laughs> right. moon, we need the full moon, but I don't know. I'm going to give ourselves a little bit of leeway. I don't say it's been a long time since we recorded an episode. <laughs> so question. I forget how to do this. What time period are we in? Yes, that's a very good question. We said 1980 and now it's the year 3000. Because when Justin said the moon base starts to communicate with, with the cowboy, I was thinking, oh shit, that moon base from the year 3000 is communicating with this cowboy that Somehow. lives in 1980. Maybe we don't <laughs> explain it. Maybe we don't explain it. I don't know. We just don't explain it. One, you know, everyone loves time travel, but yeah. two, everyone Rivaling, loves time travel, but year, everyone hates explaining it. But in the year 3000, <laughs> there could still be cowboys, would be the like. Uh, it could be the cowboy lifestyle. Right. I mean, yeah. even nowadays, you're still like, I think that's what most cowboys are. <laughs> no, there's still people who like drive, drive, uh, you know, sheep and cattle and stuff. It, I mean, All if right. you want to get like yeah. real agricultural, it's yes, like, please, look oh, at, I please do. like, animal it's animal. like <laughs> cowspiracy. It's like cowspiracy. Like we're uh, talking about the demand for beef. Please what the hell that is. You've never, you've got to watch all the Netflix yeah. stuff. No, I've seen no. It's basically about how like horrible the demand for beef is. Uh-huh. So as mm. the population grows on earth, I'm trying to bridge the gap. Yes, please. Um, there's just going to be like this overabundance of cows. There's still going to be cowboys mm. in the year 3000. But cowboys with not much to do. But it's going to be like, like the demand for beef has gone down. No, it's going to increase. It's going to increase. increase. Yeah. Too much. As there, there's too many people who already want beef now. The, 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 the plains will be nothing but for herding it's cows. Like, there, there will, will be, be no animals anything. left but beef cows. <laughs> wow. So really the world has become a very barren place because of these cows. That's what's happening right now. Okay. So we continue to do this. Um, <laughs> I'm just justifying the why year, there's a cowboy in your There's 3000. the year 3000 and you know, he's like one of a, it's, it's interesting. Okay. So, so maybe he is a true cowboy and that he tends for cows and like the earth is all. He's one of the last cowboys. He it's does just it the a right beef way. subplot. <laughs> yeah, I like this it. This is all about big beef and how okay. they're ruining the planet. I just want to add a little flavor to it. So, like, he's doing all the stuff, right? He's, he's fucking around with the key. He looks at the rocket, yada, yada. It's all good. A camera shot, like, looks behind him, and there's one million head of cattle behind him. And the horse actually isn't a horse. It's a cow. Named Cream Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I support this idea. I, was, I, was, a, I wanted it to get vetoed, like, immediately. Like, no, it's canon now. All right, because he's a just cowboy writing, who actually rides a cow. He's riding it to get slaughtered because that's how important beef is. Yeah, he's riding it towards. Uh, well, he's heading to the big industrial slaughterhouse, uh, leading them all. Uh, but uh, something something gets in his way. Okay, mm. so as we are wont to do, we are doing a lot of world building right now. Mm. Let's talk about our cowboy, and maybe we can meet someplace in the middle. So, who's our cowboy? You seem to know a lot about cows and cow um, I just, I'm just picturing, I want Clint Eastwood from The Mule. Okay, so we've got, I, I, I think it's been a pretty well established. We have this sort of grizzled, <laughs> leathery cowboy <sighs> character, all right? He speaks in dust. <laughs> <laughs> this he's, language he's, is dust. He's bilingual. He speaks <laughs> English, English and dust. And dust. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you remember when we... 
when we used to do the the podcast regularly, we talk about what what does the character want, right? So most most stories have the character go through some sort of transformation or something like that. That's a good point. Or you know maybe there's something that the character you know something has to upset their world, and I think we kind of already touched on that a little bit. This this rocket that he finds is sort of his ejection out of the the ordinary world right. and into. I think I think this cowboy is sickened by the state of what massive beef consumption and production has led to like and as this guy has gone through his like life maybe he just sees it like he was he was in the cowboy thing for like you know the the glory and the tight jeans but what he ended up out with was like you know uh, (laughs) i was in it for the belt buckles (laughs) right (laughs) but what he ended up seeing was just sort of like the the proliferation and um, uh, continuation of this of this industry that is that has ravaged his favorite landscape and he kind of hates himself for it. Okay, I'm amazed this beef thing is still continued. But yeah, yeah I, it's like hey the rolling. Man. The I rolling, picked up everything you you put down. Yeah, the yep. rolling like landscape is no longer just rolling. No, it's, it's speckled okay. with like the it's, dots. It's as cows. dusty as the is the air he too. speaks. <laughs> okay. So if, if we take a few steps back and we think of this as, uh, you know, person place problem, right? So we've got our grizzled cowboy character who still needs a name. And generally speaking, he's just kind of dissatisfied with the, Dusty. Yeah, Dusty. <laughs> I don't know why, but Scoot just popped Scoot? in. Scoot? I like Scoot. Scoot. The Dusty Cowboy? Scoot. Scoot. Okay. I like Scoot. Scoot. Dusty is, Dusty is a good adjective, though. So yeah. Scoot is a dusty, grizzled cowboy. Who is, Dude, he's just Scoot. Yeah. Just Scoot. Yeah. Scoot never has the last name. It's just no. Scoot. And he is just, generally speaking, he's just sort of dissatisfied with the state of affairs. He's been in the cowboy game for a long, long time. And, you know, he's starting to uh, witness firsthand the the impact of his actions. Right. right? Well, not his, but the impact that that, indus- that particular industry has had. I on want the, like, a, like, a, like, a Marty, uh, like a Marty Robbins song to just be like, Talking about the majesty of the West, like, uh, um, uh, you know, I, I rolled in from Kansas City, going south to Mexico. I was busy dodging danger in the girl that I love so. Like, it's all happy and stuff. But then, like, as time goes on, it gets into, like, a minor key. It gets lower and yeah. lower and more diminished. We have this big montage that goes on and on. And we just see, like, how sad and deplorable, like, the state of things has gotten. But I mean, I think that I don't want to front load all our content too much. Yes, your your previous plot, I think, is great because I think it's creating this like we're setting up the character for like a significant change. He right. wants mm-hmm. the getaway yeah. from that the the spaceship yep. ultimately delivers him. Possibly, yeah. Maybe. So it's 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 actually kind of the inverse of um, if you if you think about our our sort of traditional story arc and you know the the man and the whole story, you know. Mm-hmm. So they kind of start out neutral, yeah. and then there's a bit of a dip. This guy's kind of starting a little bit closer to the bottom. So in other words, things aren't great, right? Nope, it's all uphill from here. Yeah. So yeah, maybe yeah. for a while. Right. So it sounds like he's he's kind of starting out toward the bottom. Things aren't so great, but to your point, yeah, things can only go up from here, but maybe just that that journey upward, that upswing is just a little bit visually speaking. It's it's a longer it's, an elevation. It's, yeah, it's an uphill battle, right? Like so um so let's let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll we'll talk a little bit about how Scoot, you know, his journey from this desolate sort of uh, scenario uh, to what would hopefully be considered greener pastures. And we'll be right back. Mm-hmm. 
And we're back. So before the break, we talked about our main character, Scoot, who is a dusty, grizzled cowboy, and he is in the... American Southwest. I was going to say the beef industry, Uh, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He is also also located in the American Southwest. Sure. And it's the year 3000? Sure is. All right. 3000 something. And the... um, the current state of affairs is that cows are the only, only, only animal <laughs> next to humans. Most so we, invasive species. So yeah. we, we've we've wiped out everything known to man yep. except cows and the plants that cows eat. Just in Dusty's lifetime, we see this happen. And as the audience, we we recognize this upsets uh, Scoot. So let's explore his character just like for five more minutes. Like, what are some of his characteristics? So, you know, how do we know? as the audience that Scoot is unhappy with the the current state of affairs. I feel like it's this like morning montage where he wakes up and his back cracks and he's just like super grumpy. It's like I'm picturing the up montage right now, Mm -hmm. but with Dusty Scoot or Scoot just being Dusty. (laughs) Um, And like just, you know, trying to go about his life, but he's just disgruntled. He's tired of seeing cows all over his front yard. And they, they just get, get more line. and more and more and more. And, and maybe through like his montage too, like he's got like, what is it? The straight razor, the like old fashioned coffee. Like he, he still lives that old fashioned cowboy. Nostalgia. This romantic cowboy lifestyle. Yeah. But like every now and then, like he'll still get like an intercom call from like somebody and be like, Hey, it's the government again. Uh, we need to keep making those cows. Go. <laughs> government here. Government here. Like, uh, Hey, the people need more cows. Get them over there. We, even in the year the year three thousand, we haven't figured out a better way to get cows to, <laughs> cows to the slaughterhouse. Yeah, maybe like he, his house, like especially if we are we opening on him. Is that like yeah? I think so, that's all it is I, is I him. So imagine like you opening it and it looks like an old western, and that cuts in. But like, what was his window and door that looked outside to like the the classic like country is like all of a sudden like a giant screen, and it's the like and it's the government talking. It's kind of like, I think, four, Fahrenheit, like, 451 or whatever that was. But, like, so, like, the whole wall, instead of being, like, actual wall, is, like, a screen that he mm. has projecting, like, an old-school, like, cabin. So, mm. so aesthetically speaking, we're talking about just, like, this this real kind of creative mix between new tech and old tech. Yeah. Right? Mm. So, on the surface, he's an old-school, old-timey cowboy, but there's definitely some, like, high-tech elements. Right. Be- basically, it's, like, standard living is, like, your walls are screens, in the future, but when they're not screens, they're you can turn them into they, whatever they you look, want. You can like so yeah. the idea okay. is he's he picked his wallpaper. Okay, he picked his reality. I'm using yes. air quotes, folks at home. <laughs> yeah, so okay. like you when you're opening it, you think it's gonna be an old school western until like the government like psh, takes over the whole screen. It's like, hey, scoot. <laughs> so as the audience, we we recognize that he's he's living in the future, but he makes a deliberate choice to kind of live in a, a, a different time, yes. right? So he, he has a sort of uh, affinity for old-timey stuff. The government has is, is, uh, identified Scoot as the best uh, beef um, farmer, I guess you would say, um, beef raiser, cattleman, uh, that the mass population needs and has uh, therefore laid more and more of a burden on him year after year after year and increased demand and just gives him more and more. In turn, they allow him to live in this sort of like nexus space where he's able to, you know, live out his cowboy fantasies, provided that he, you know, takes the cows to sleep. But I think the point would be like, he's nothing special. He's just, this is his standard government issued job. 
to be a cattle rancher. Like this is right. just his job. He's not like the cattle rancher. He's just scoot the cattle rancher guy. Like he hates it. Like he might not even enjoy his job anymore, but he got into it thinking it was going to be this romantic romantic. Yeah. Right. Which is, I think why you, you show this house as that romantic side. Cause like, then it associates. He wants to live that classic cowboy. Still want that Marty Robbins soundtrack. And they just interrupt <laughs> it because right. that's like the most romantic cowboyish, you know, gunfighter ballads and other trail songs. And I think One of my favorite albums of all time, by the way. And I think that that government demand could sh- set up, first of all, the line of dialogue where he's like disgruntled. I got the memo. Mm-hmm. And you start to see that this life isn't what he wants. Yeah. It's like the demand that is put on him. Mm-hmm. And a quick just, aside on, on one of these giant TV walls, I want there to be a commercial for like a burger that's like six feet <laughs> fucking tall. <laughs> just like, <laughs> like, so, like something to like drive home the, the fact that like, this beef thing is like out of control. Beef, beef, beef. <laughs> the buns are beef. The buns are beef. Beef buns by <laughs> by beefy by McBeefy. 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 Yeah. What's 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 the dominant? Uh, yeah, McBeefy's. McBeefy's. <laughs> I just I I'm going with like Ponch Burger. It's like Parks and Rec. Like yeah. I'm also envisioning that no one has last names anymore, like in the traditional okay. sense. Yeah. Fair like enough. remember how you used to like be. Your last name was what you did. Right. I think his last name should be Scoot Beefman. Scoot Beefman. <laughs> I, I, I like it. I support this idea. I support it. Yeah. I love it. Beefman, get back on the job. Yeah. And that's just it. Like, that's, you're a Beefman for the rest of your life. Beefman. Yeah. You are defined by your trade. And he's reminded every day when he hears yeah. his last name. I hear that. Oh. Damn it. All right. That's good. That's and, a good detail. And. I hate this for editing purposes, but we should come back to it. And at the end of the film, he should change his last name to something that's more fitting, something that's appropriate for the transformation that he's gone through. Maybe you know, maybe when he signs citizenship to the moon. He's Moonman. Beef, scoop Moonman. <laughs> <laughs> but whatever, whatever he decides. Maybe that's the setting is he goes to the moon because there's no cows there. It's just the rolling plains of the moon. Well, he has. Okay, so, okay. so, so, so let's get back into it. Now that we've established who this right, character is. Yeah. That's now now that I'm on board with, like, I like this character. Me now. too. I'm on, I'm on board with Scoot. Okay, so like, I think that lends much more significance to mm-hmm. him, like finding the key and like doing the thing because he can almost like be like, "Hey, is anybody, anybody there?" You know, and like all of a sudden, like it's like he finds a moment where they're not watching, <laughs> and he like finds it, and he's like, he's got this key, and he has to squirrel it away because like what he found is something not regular and like not part of the protocol. And he knows if the government finds out he's got a, a ship to the moon, they're just going to put more cows up there. Goddamn right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have to somewhat quickly justify why they can't. It's the year 3000. Yeah. Are we on the moon already? Maybe the moon is like the the stepchild. Like we've already gone to we've gone to Mars, and we've gone to all these other places that the moon is like not as good of a place anymore. Fucking Ooh. interesting, yes. man. So That's okay. fucking like, interesting. It, like why are we not doing more with the moon right now? Okay. It was so easy to get it's there. It's pretty much the American Southwest of the solar system. Okay. So I have an option B. Yes, please. And we can we can take a vote. Um so leaning into our sort of social commentary about beef is the moon where everyone lives and the earth literally just like what nuts to butts farm. cows. <laughs> like the, the earth is like the a big, yeah. yeah, a big beef farm and everyone else lives on the moon. So all the cows get slaughtered on earth and then the beef goes to the moon and then they get cooked up at McBeefy's. It's like, it's lit- now we're just Wally. It's like a little, yeah, a little right. bit. Yeah. But I like like one of our original things that we're like, 
and again, just like Josh, I'd like where you're going, okay, but feel free yeah. to shoot this down. So he potentially goes to the moon and this uh, scientific community is posted out there doing some of the best work that is by and large ignored by the rest of the government that's like how to save humanity and get humanity going forward. But the government has decided the moon is actually a pretty good place to have more cows. And, and he's going to like help them eradicate the moon of cows and like, I don't know. I don't know if that's good enough. Sorry. So there's just one, one quick distinction I want to make. So yes. what does Scoot actually want? So in other words, right. so you said something that, that kind of piqued my interest. Mm-hmm. Does he want to continue to live this lifestyle or does he want to make the world a better place? I think he wants to make the world a more balanced place. Okay. Wait. So right. what? So my vision is Scoot just wants to be a cool old cowboy. And what if the people in the moon need a couple of cows and a cowboy to come up yeah. there? And like, then For what? Because they're like up there, like running out of resources and they need beef. That's where they put all the like poor starving people. It's on the moon. So he goes up there because like the Australia yeah. of like of old, like they put all the prisoners yeah, and, and they forgot of, and stuff. And like like, um, is that what we're talking about? Sorry. I, I, I realized we threw four different options out there. I'm trying to like <laughs> verbally try to bring it all home. So again, I feel like we, we've done a pretty good job of like, uh, of describing the yeah. situation, right? Like the, the bottom line is it's not great. Like the earth, the resources have been completely depleted. It's essentially just a giant beef farm. I'm with you. Like things just need to start happening plot wise. We've done mm-hmm. a ton of world building. Right. And I still very, very much like the idea that uh, Scoot stumbles upon this ship, but like I'm having trouble marrying the two narratives, right? Especially because we've said it in the future. The ship feels a little less special. Well, it's a well, it's a relic, right? I mean, like uh, maybe there's a line of dialogue while like Scoot is just like going through his thirteenth shaving in the montage, and it's just like I wish I could leave this place, and the government pops in. Well, you know, you can't. We know we banned travel forever ago, and we've assigned jobs. So, got it. Nope. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's a good idea. I think that that's a good way to to solve it and really yeah. just, you know, button it up so we can move on. But I feel like we have a real like like all these like rules about how things operate and that ultimately informs why the character can't do or can do certain things. And so as long as we're all on board with the idea that Scoot stumbles across this ship and what makes it special is the fact that he knows no one can actually leave the planet, but well, he alone now has a method by which to or or we even make it simpler yeah right like scoot everyone's assigned jobs you know that and maybe it can just be that simple rather than like a travel ban you're just assigned what you're assigned and like he's just like maybe there's more maybe i don't need to follow these rules okay cowboys never follow the rules they just live their own life but again and i think that 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 circles back in a really nice way what does scoot actually want does he want to just escape or does he want to actually solve a problem it's it's the escape and then he wants to do what the traditional cowboys did okay to like explore the frontier and settle somewhere yeah uh, i don't know okay maybe he's looking to settle in a place a that's true frontier story oh okay if i'm if i'm hearing it correctly uh scoot wants to escape in order to live this life that he wants correct because what he's living right now is a sham. So in other words, his mission is not to make this a better place. His mission is to go elsewhere and make a new life. Correct. And then like, is his mission basically finding the rocket ship, keeping it a secret, 
smuggling cows onto this rocket ship to take him to the moon to become a old school rancher there. Again, I don't know how good this movie is going to be anyway, but <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm still on the fence. I don't know if I'd actually pay attention to say good. <laughs> Let's keep going. Because I still like, yeah, the idea of like, the, the movie called, be called like Space Cow. Like, he literally herds cows to the moon and, and lives okay. out his space cowboy fantasy. That's a very frontier narrative, right? Yeah, so like, you know, you know, you, th- you picture, you know, the old West as being this opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Any opportunity to go away is like probably a good one because he hates it. Hates it. Now, the specific part where I'm getting tripped up is yep. it's logically because of the criteria that we're given he ought to go to the moon to start his new life. But if right. we're operating under the assumption that the moon is populate is, is already populated by people, that's no longer the frontier. It's aliens. Well, I mean, so <laughs> it depends on it depends on their their situation, right? Or like how populated is it? How like? Well, there's the dark side of right. the moon. Not very populated. Cows well, love it over there. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's definitely no plant life there. <laughs> I mean, because um, but um, we've been growing our best mosses over there. They seem to do well on the dark side. I, so really quickly, I don't see why he would, in any scenario, I don't understand why he would take cows to the moon if that's like the lifestyle he's trying to leave behind. Like, I feel like no, he I, wouldn't. I feel like this is truly just an escape into like the frontier that is space. My only thing would be like, if he really wants to like be that retro cowboy, like maybe I don't know the dialogue for it, but the people on the moon have been living off like these like, what is the right word? Um, moon cows? No, <laughs> like, these, like these, ugh. no, these like, um, in a way, almost like so in Star Trek, they have like the like the way they can like generate like food. The replicator. The replicator. Thank yeah. you. And like it doesn't taste good. Like that stuff is like like there's a whole thing about it not being like tasting good. It's just like it's nutrition and that's it. And like, it kind of tastes like it, but it's not like a real ice cream sundae, for example. Mm -hmm. And so they've been kind of living off this like sort of bland food. And when like they talk to him, like maybe again, that they didn't send anything. It's just like this old spaceship. And they talk of like, Oh, like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. What do you do? It's like, I'm a rancher. And they're like, Oh my God, you have cows. (laughs) And so like, they're like, there's not many of us, but like we would like, so like maybe he could like take this beef, Sneak it off the earth, go live and like be this like retro cowboy up in space. But I'm going to respectfully challenge you because right. yeah. that's exactly the lifestyle he's trying, he's to, trying leave. to leave. No, 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 no. But it's a, he's is the difference is it's a thankless job. Is that the difference <clears throat> for the government and people would actually appreciate him for what he does there? Right. There's a difference between like he's not a like he's not a rancher. Like maybe you kind of like had the thing where he was on like uh, we just talked about the last hour. He is a rancher. Right. He is. <laughs> he's a rancher, but like it's like. I want to be a chef. I'm going to work at McDonald's and like flip hamburgers or I'm going to like be an actual chef. Like right now he's the McDonald's. Uh, it's hamburger beefies, flip- actually. Right. But like he right now is basically he's not glorified. This is like the sturdy job. Like he raises apparently a cow to do other cows and the cow again gets butchered at the end of his like trek and like not cream cheese. Yeah. No cream cheese. Good. Like that was the thing. Like I was saying like it's not really his thing. It's just he takes it. It also goes into the butcher shop. Like this is not a glorified thing. It is all like robot controlled government sanctioned stuff because like there's no way he can actually control a hundred million like that whatever it was that like a thousand million cows or whatever it was like he's like herding across like that's not him alone a thousand million did we decide like officially that beefman was his last name yes okay that, that so is i canon. feel like i feel like he was born into this yes and mm-hmm. despises it absolutely yes that any future involving beef is not a future he wants to be a part of love it 
So it's like, that is his name. That's what he was born to do. And so when he gets to escape to a place where there's no cows, that's the, the place he wants to be in. What if, <laughs> what if the big climax of this film is some big government demand? <laughs> they have asked of him that he's been putting off. And he's had this ship for a couple days now. And the demand is the climax. He's getting like overwhelmed and frustrated. And he realizes his escape is finally here. And so in that climax, he boards this ship somehow flies away goes off into space and it just kind of begins to resolve as he's like found some new frontier so like our arc of the whole thing is like it's bad it gets worse it gets a lot worse it gets totally bad oh my god why am i even watching this movie hey a ship okay let's get out of here then he just dies in space all right (laughs) so we've got scoop beefman a rancher on planet earth in the year 3000 and he is dissatisfied with the current state of affairs. In other words, he is uh, fed up with the beef industry because the planet is nuts to butts cows. It's asses to elbows, steer. And every day for the last upteen years, he has just fantasized about an escape to get back to a simpler time. And one day while uh, uh, herding a million head of cattle. Literally. <laughs> He stumbles across a spaceship. Now, in this fantasy future, let's just assume there's no one on the moon, right? For for whatever reason, uh, people decided to hang up the space program indefinitely and really just kind of focus on eating beef in perpetuity. <laughs> Sounds pretty realistic so yeah, far. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So, Scoot, through a series of P.T. Anderson-like, a la There Will Be Blood sequences, Mm. you know, fixes up this spaceship. And it's near and dear to him because this is his opportunity to start a new life. It's it's the classic frontier story of, you know, I'm working in, you know, a sweatshop on the East Coast. And God damn it, I just know there's a better life out there for me if I travel out west. Then what? So 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 in other words, you know, we kind of have an upswing when we find this ship. There's there's this glimmer of hope. Scoot knows that that and the government doesn't. The government doesn't. And for the record, Scoot works for the government. Sure does. And he knows that if the government caught word of this, they would think to themselves, "Oh shit, man, we could just you know, make more cows on the moon." They sure would. But there's this one element that we're all missing. It's the skeleton key. It's the it's the key that makes the ship work. Right? It's a cow. It's <laughs> You have to sacrifice one cow. <laughs> <laughs> So, so in other words, we, we, we kind of already know the end of our film, right? If we want this to be a, a happy ending, Scoot uh, blasts off into space and eventually lands on the moon, changes his name from Beefman to Moonman, and he gets to live out his, his frontier rancher fantasy. This sucks. <laughs> I, I mean, so the, because the problem is like... God, the, the, the problem is, is we're out of time. The problem is the moon, the moon sucks. Pencils down, kids. <laughs> the big hang-up is... By now, Scoot's got this spaceship, right? Established. He's excavated it. He's dug it up. It's ready to go. The only trouble is is he doesn't have this key. Hmm. But this entire time, he's had a friend on the inside, someone that he communicates with from the government. And this person is the only other person on the planet that knows about this ship, right? So he's kind of got a representative or a... Let's call them lefty. Yeah, 
So so through yeah. through through a series of uh, of sequences, Scoot's kind of spilling his guts to Lefty, and he says like, "Listen, I, you know, I, I know what's on the DL. I've got this ship. The trouble is, is I don't have a key. Like I can't I can't start it. I can't go anywhere." And Lefty surreptitiously says, "I put it in the memo." <laughs> the memo. And what what I'm trying to say is that there's this big buildup that we haven't talked about yet. But you know, there's 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 this this series of like memos that come to to Scoot, and really they're they're just a series of orders, right? You know, it's a it's a million head of cattle, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But Lefty, having heard Scoot's situation, and being his man on the inside, has given him the information he needs, and it's. And in, in, in a very clandestine, secret sort of way, and he's hidden it in a memo. Okay. And that's how Scoot is able to blast off into outer space. Okay. Maybe yeah. it's so, just like every memo is like a very specific number. Like yeah. We need 100,000 cows. A, and then one day he gets a memo that's very specific. Like, yeah. we need 153,742 cows. And that's the exact digits that he used to type into the <laughs> and spaceship. He's, yep. And he's like, wow, that's specific. And then just yep. throws it out. But then, like, as soon as it starts, like, and it starts to take off, like, it's going into the air. And he's, like, reading the rest of the memo. And he's, like, I don't know where I'm going. And he starts to look at the rest of the memo. And, like, he's, like, I don't know. Boop, boop, boop. Like, starts to type in coordinates, like, due to the rest of the memo. And it takes him over the dark side of the moon where, where, where government satellites can't see him. And the control unit is just like a mechanical bull. And that's <laughs> he's how. He's just riding it. <laughs> he just rides a mechanical bull. So we do that, yeah. and uh, and we and we begin to get there. The the POV of the rocket's cone shows the moon it takes three days, increasingly closer over a very short period of time. Um, uh, it doesn't even seem like three days as we well rocket towards it, and uh, and as we do, he's just like, uh, uh, and this is a special rocket. It gets us there very quickly, um, and he's just like, ah, I don't know what to do. We're gonna crash, and like he types in the rest of the memo codes. He goes around to the dark side of the moon, and then there, waiting for him, is like an entire like lunar village. All no. At this juncture, I suggest that we um, we arrive late and leave early, and the the credits roll when he takes off. Hmm. So we're not in the moon at all. Well, he's going to the moon. <laughs> we're as away. far as you're concerned. <laughs> we audience, can just, we can have a shot of the moon as the credits roll over it. And yeah, that, can... that or like at least. Could he like Marty be, Robbins starts playing? Yep. He, he could be like landing, maybe. Like you don't see anything. It's just sure. the, the rocket's landing on the moon. Yep. And fade, fade to, to black. black. All right, let's name this motherfucker. <laughs> Good God. This is called I'm I'm with you there. This is called Moon Cheese. Moon Cheese. Moon Cheese. Moon Cheese tail. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> A cow's tail. <laughs> A cow's tail. Beef, it's what's for dinner. I mean, so all, <laughs> I mean, all kidding aside, Justin, you did mention Moonshot earlier, which has, you know, several sort of meanings or connotations. I think instead of, I mean, his last You're name, like, Beefman, like, is one word. Why don't we just separate it? Beef Beefman. Beefman. All right. Beefanaut. <laughs> yeah, because like, and then I kind of like. I just like Beefman. Is beef it like. Man, that's what he is. And the, and the not like comes, you know, after. Or is it like a, like a, a space, like a NASA, like. Uniform with a cowboy hat on it, and then it just says "Beef Man" above it. Are we just like creating the poster? Yeah, that's what we're doing. Uh, I, I, I want I want you to so 
This movie's been in production for a year and a half. Trailer. It's clearly gone over budget several <laughs> times due to <laughs> yeah. writing constraints. The, the, like, the tra- editing in all the cows. The, the, oh, yeah. the, the, the trailer drops, and it's simply Beef Man. <laughs> I like, would watch that. <laughs> I would watch that. If it said Beef Man, I would laugh and go, I'm really interested. Wait. Is that or like, is it just like space beef? Beef space. Yeah. Beef space nine. Well, that was like, it's almost like space jam, but it's like space beef. I feel like no matter what it is, it has to have like the eclipse of the earth with the like, oh light around God. it. And then like, like future of font like fades in and like beef man. Oh, brother. Oh, <laughs> uh. You know, I care so little about this movie. I, I uh, really don't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I brought you the worst it's not film you. script. No, 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 it's not the we worst. We all did. Yeah. <laughs> we are clearly rusty. I, it was the moon. The moon sucked. To be fair, and I think this is what, what really makes a difference, is we did something different. We could have played it safe, and we could have done, mm. you know, uh, uh, Moon Man or whatever the... Ryan Gosling. Yeah, yeah, like a normal space race. Yeah, we could have done that shit, or we could have done, you know, any number of typical by-the-book things. Instead, we made a bad movie. (laughs) Instead, instead we made a series of bad, uninformed decisions. They can't all be winners, folks. Deeper and deeper into that rabbit hole. Yeah. But we learned something today. I go with Beef Space Nine. (laughs) (laughs) I don't... I don't know if I dislike this movie so much that it that, just the, want to throw away title that, the, like the, that the title should be a pun. <laughs> In, international beef station, <laughs> or we just call it. Mc, what was his last name? Mc, uh, it was Beefman. Beefman. Oh, yeah, Beefman. <laughs> yeah, that's Beefman. why I was just right. instead of Beefman, one word. It's Beefman's Beefman. world. Ah, you don't want the pun no I I struggle with that because I really liked Beekman's world let's just call it Dusty (laughs) Dust Beekman you know what it's just Beekman Beekman just Beekman alright Beekman we didn't say anything about last name alright I'll make you guys the poster so if you have a design for the poster for Beefman, you can tweet that at us at storymachine9k using the hashtag SM9k, or you can email it to us at storymachine9000 at gmail.com. And special thanks to our guest, Alex Getz. Uh, Alex, where can uh, our listeners find you? Uh, so the best place would probably be Instagram. You can follow me at a Getz Film, A-G-O-E-T-Z Film, and see what I'm up to there. Awesome. Real quick, do we want aliens in this movie? I'm, I'm taking a quick informal poll. The, the only thing about the alien is that there was an alien hand at one point in this. There was. I know. Can it just be like a shriveled up, unidentifiable what hand? What if they're cow? Like maybe it goes back to your thing where they're like cow aliens. Oh my God. <laughs> I, really, I, really, I really, really don't want this to be the worst episode we've ever had. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's starting to go there.